Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Marple and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. We believe space is psychology and it informs the way in which an audience interacts and reacts to what is presented to them. We create uniquely theatrical events in bespoke sensory performance spaces crafted to encourage curiosity and grant the audience permission to commune with the play. Now that that space has moved online, how can we encourage interaction and action amongst an audience virtually? The Theatre Brothers produces plays that both welcome and challenge the audience. We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. The Theatre Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens and you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? On the podcast today from Melbourne, Australia, our co-artistic directors, Woody Miller, and myself in Cairo, Egypt. This podcast contains explicit language. <laughs> Hi, Adam. Hi, Booty. How you going? Oh, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm doing. I think I'm doing pretty well, actually. I'm doing pretty well. You sound snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. What? You no, sound like you're snuffleupaging. No, I'm the opposite of snuffleupagging, whatever the hell that means. I'm stuffy. Not Eeyore. I don't know. Not Eeyore. You sound, you sound stuffy. Okay. I'm maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is that book behind you? This book right here? This book right here or this book right here? Which one? I can only see the red one. Uh the Art of Dramaturgy by Anne Ooh. Cataneo. I highly, highly recommend. This will be one of my provocations. Um, it's a really good book. So Anne Cataneo, um, Anne Cataneo uh, is the dramaturg at Lincoln Center Theater and the founder of... What are you doing? Look at that, that hair. It's like... Put that away. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> So Anne Cataneo is, she's the dramaturg of Lincoln Center Theater, um, and she was the founder of the Director's Lab, um, and she was one of the first dramaturgs in the United States, um, and she's brilliant. And um, One of the first dramaturgs of the United States? She old. She old. Wait, how old? I'm sorry, I gotta fix my weave. I'm trying to fix my weave. She's old. I mean, you know, talk to Taylor. I mean, he knows there's, there's, there was only a handful of dramaturgs that basically kind of kick-started dramaturgy in the United States. She was one of them. So, so when did dramaturgy begin? In the 60s, basically. Late 60s, oh. early 70s. Oh. As we think of dramaturgy today, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Not, not literary managers, not, not I'm somebody like, who's huh? just, just nerdy for theater, but, you know, actual dramaturgy as we know it now. Well, is it a good book? It is good. It's very good. It's um, it's because you know we've we've had a podcast about what is dramaturgy. We've had a dramaturg on, and we still can't really <laughs> nail down what it is that they do. It's good. So it's what do they book. do? So after we, I have you finished the book? No, I have not finished the book. I'm also working on other books. I'm reading like three books, four books right now. So no. Is it an easy read? Uh, no, that's it's not it's not a it's not a it's not a page it's not a page it's not that it's boring. You are it's not convincing me that I need to read this. Book. No, 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 no. It's an investigate. Like you want to spend time with it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm reading four books right now, and this is this. I had to put it down and make a decoration for the podcast um, because I because I want to spend time with it. I want to spend time with it. So, okay, what chapter are you on? Four. How many chapters are there? More than. Way more than four, which is why I put it more down. More than four. Thanks, Adam. Way, way more than four. Four way, and a half. Way more than four. Four way and a half. <laughs> what books am I reading? Yeah. What am I reading? Well, you're reading. Oh, I'm reading. I'm reading a biography of um, Hattie McDaniel's. Oh, nice. It's really good. Yeah. 
She's amazing. Of course she was. She was amazing. No, like she was like, she was like a cutting edge theater artist. She okay. made like, um, so like minstrelsy was was the style of performance um, for her during her age growing growing up as a, as a theater artist in Denver. And she created a fem- all female uh, black minstrelsy troupe, first of its kind, and like turned minstrelsy on its head, like and was like making all these huge, like very like bouffant characteristics of like the minstrelsy, and like giving her commentation on like the the uh, as a uh, making it a political statement. She was brilliant. She was fucking brilliant. Remind our listeners who, how the, how they are most likely to know her. Oh, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, many of you may know her from a movie called Gone with the Wind. She won the Academy Award. She's the first African American to win an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress as a slave in Gone with the Wind, um, and. She was incredible. She was actually mm. a, a really incredible contemporary political um, artist. Mm. So I was, um, so I was reading her biography, and it's so good, y'all. It's so so good. Um, so that so that I'm reading that. Um, I'm also reading. I'm also reading um, Hinduism for Dummies. Oh, nice! It's really good. <laughs> It's Might be really good for you to good. learn about your religion. <laughs> well, no, it's this is the thing. It's the the thing is that Hinduism is like it's such a broad uh, uh, faith, and it's got so many different entrance points. It's not mm-hmm. like you just pick up the Bible and then there's 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 your your doctrine. It's like there's the there's the the Vedas, then you have the Upanishads, then you have uh, Mahabharata, then you have the uh, Ramayana, then you have the Bhagavad Gita, and then you then you have all the little other stories that come in that intertwine in, inside of inside of those inside of those tales. But what's great about it is that it, it deals with the whole system of Hinduism and also talks about how there's no there's no one entrance point. It, it just basically confirms the confusion that many people have around Hinduism. But it's yeah. just a really, really exciting read. Um, and if you've ever, ever been curious about Hinduism, I highly recommend Hinduism for Dummies. It's really good. I'm, I'm, I've been listening to it in the car, it's, it, and it, it just it just sets it just sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has like it, then it has like the great healers like Ramana Maharshi, whose work that I you know I I follow from Gangaji and Papaji and and the work that I do with presence work. And so it's 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 a good it's a good read if you want to get present in the hinduism and learn about the the hinduism i actually the 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 funny thing about the 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 dummy books do you, do you remember do you remember do you remember do you remember when i started my phd i turned to akshay and i was like oh, i need to find if there's like a phd for dummies book I do remember this, yes. Do you remember that? I do. And he's like, do you realize how much of an oxymoron that is? And I was like, are you calling me a moron? No, he's calling you oxy. Yeah, I know. But it would have been really... I think actually I should do that. And You know, don't steal my ideas out there, listeners. I bet there is a PhD for dummies book. They have, it's not PhD, not, not the brand PhD for dummies. They've got different kinds of like how to preparation kind of texts, Sure, but there is no actual PhD for dummies, which I think is a travesty because (laughs) once you kind of like figure out what it's all about, it's all downhill from there. It's so easy. That's it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Like the great thing about it is that you just learn a lot about a subject and you become an expert of it. But it, I think um, the ways in which that you disseminate the information is, is growing and developing, especially the way that I'm doing my PhD. You know, the, and it's, fuck, I just want to be done with it though. God damn, I'm tired of talking about this damn document, Adam. It's I'm it's tired. close, I'm but it's just like it. it's uh, you I and mean, you. You should hear my husband. Be, he's really <laughs> tired of it. Do you realize that like? We've been married as long as I've been working on the PhD. Yes, I know. Like, that's crazy. Yes. So I actually don't know what married life is like without having the looming 
document or com- completion of the PhD. Like it's right there. What, what if what if that's what if that's all that's holding your marriage together? Oh my God! Can can, can you imagine? <laughs> I was just like, oh, finally you got your PhD. I can leave you. <laughs> no, yes. don't. <laughs> you finish your PhD and you're going to go retire. You're going to get a camper van and go into the woods. And then you realize you don't actually like each other. And then so you split up and you find different parts of your life and you fight over who's going to take Obama. Ew, that's a horrible story. Exactly. Ew, cancel that universe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't like. I don't like that ending. I like me ending with me like snuggling with my man and my and my dog, and then um our our camper van gets blown up by some terrorists. Okay. <laughs> okay. Way more exciting. That's way more exciting. That's a way more exciting story. That that movie took a turn about twenty minutes into it. Okay. But uh, but uh, Adam, <laughs> I mean, you know. But if you you're gonna you. go, why not go out with the bang? It's true. It's very true. No bet. No better way to go out with a bang than to finish your PhD and then be blown up by terrorists. That's just. I mean, because this is the thing. Times they be a changing. They do. They do. They do. And you know, just dying. You know, in your sleepers. That's so like nineteen fifty. Passe. That's so passe. So passe. Passe. <laughs> I want to get blown up. I mm. want to um. I want uh, uh, a volcano to erupt mm-hmm. and melt mm-hmm. me down into ash. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the aliens to come on that. New, you know that new planet. You know about that new planet, right? You heard about the new planet? No. You ever heard about that new planet? It, no. The one that is 10% smaller than the Earth and has an atmosphere like the Earth? I haven't heard about it, no. Orbiting our solar system? No, I haven't heard about it. Google it. All right, I will. I think that's where they're going to send the gays. Okay. You know why? Because they need us to gentrify that motherfucking planet, make it work. Mm-hmm. Get those yes. baristas working. Yes. You know, get the clubs thumping. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a feeling like if it were like a, if it were like a gay, a gay planet, it'd be like um, Fifth Element. You know, like the entrance. Yes, that whole movie. That whole movie is run by the gays. It is run by the gays. There is a supreme overlord council of gays who runs the universe of Fifth Element, yes. I mean, seriously. Those costumes, that music. I was about to say, Bruce Willis's costume, um, gay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Chris Tucker, just Chris Tucker's character all around. Flaming. uh, Fabulous, fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous. fabulous. Gay, 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 gay. Very Beyonce. (laughs) Yes. They're probably going to name the new planet Beyonce. They'll name the new planet Beyonce. Welcome to Beyonce. Exactly. Welcome to Beyonce. (laughs) <laughs> yes. now dip <laughs> and like big frida will be like will be like on the like pa like like t- giving the time <laughs> every hour you hear big frida like giving giving the time yes <laughs> one o'clock it's one o'clock uh ah one o'clock <laughs> it's two o'clock ah See, this, the, the world is growing and becoming more diverse, and we have to keep going in that direction, right? It should be, yes. Should so, be. like, all the different roles that people play have to, be, have to be evaluated, right? Evaluated, yes. And do we have to succumb if there's an evaluation? No, but it needs to be evaluated. But what does evaluation mean, technically, Adam? What does evaluation mean? Well, we need to look. We need to relook at some things. There are some. There are some uh, things that we've just assumed would always be. There's some things that we just accepted to be the way that they are, and as you said before, times they be a changing, and do these things still exist in our current universal girl. climate? Adam, you in trouble, girl. I think I just gave you a. Um a segue. You did. You were working up to it. I just fed you a delicious yes. amuse-bouche yes. called Segway. Yes. <laughs> How's it taste? Tasty. Yummy. Thank you. <laughs> delish. Is it delish? Delish. Delish. Is it palate cleansing? It's, uh, it's, it's like an orange sorbet in between courses, exactly. Yes. Mm-mm. Speaking of which, y'all need to watch the movie men- menu. The menu. You need I to heard. watch the menu. That's the best movie. line ever, ever written is in 
that film, we do not burn things except by design to make delicious. <laughs> Tortillas. <laughs> the, be- the best, the best. Y'all gotta watch that movie. It's, it's, if you're a foodie, mm-hmm. if you're a barista, if you've mm-hmm. ever worked in a restaurant, <laughs> you gotta watch that movie. That's a good movie. So what are we talking about today, Adam? So I found an article uh, that I thought this would be an interesting thing to talk about on the podcast, and I sent it to Booty. And this is an article linked in the show notes. You can read it below about a production of Samuel Beckett's Waiting for Godot that um, was, I guess, I guess canceled or postponed or, or is not going to happen. Uh, the reason, the reason because uh, the reason of this was because um, those of you who know the Samuel Beckett estate is very particular about um, what they allow in any of his shows. Not just waiting for Godot. Beckett uh, is very um, sensitive about uh, it remaining. The estate is sensitive. The, the estate, exactly. The estate is very sensitive about it remaining almost a museum piece. So Endgame will always be exactly like every other Endgame. Uh, Godot will remain every, every other Godot. Not I, all of his short works, his anythings. Um, they all have to remain cast as intended, designed as intended, and conceptually as intended. So any time that there are um, moving away from that, the estate will is very litigious, will shut things down and sue so that there is not... Uh, they go crazy. The, the Beckett yeah. police are crazy. Yeah. So this production... They're like, uh, they're like PETA. Yeah, they really kind of are. They're crazy like PETA. Yeah. Yeah, they will throw they will throw paint all over your all over your set. all over your fur all over your fur design set for, for ah. Can design. you imagine you you like actually do a production that like the Beckett police are are that disapprove of the yeah. whatever you're doing and they come yeah. in and they just like throw paint on you <laughs> throw yeah. paint on your actors. You're doing a beautiful production of Happy Days and you've decided not to use a hill to to bury Winnie in <laughs> and they come up they go no. Cannot be done, and they just throw red paint all over it. I mean, that'd be some good controversy. in someone's face. That'd be some good controversy. So this production of this production of Ghetto was in the Netherlands, and this was a university production. And uh, oh, the, the Netherlands! You know how PC they are in the Netherlands. So this production uh, of Ghetto it has five named male characters: Vladimir, yes. Estragon, Pazzo, Lucky, and the boy. And so um, I know a girl named Lucky. Well, unfortunately, it is stated male in the script. So um, the director, a student director, uh, decided he wanted to do this production. And because of the estate, in his audition notice, he said, unfortunately, we can only audition male-identifying people, males, for this production because of the rules of the estate, which went directly against the university's um, stated diversity, equity, and inclusion um, and they shut it down. They said, "No, you cannot. You cannot possibly do this show." Then, um, and so there is no wiggle room with the estate, and there seems to be no wiggle room with the university. So the the play does not go on. So wait. And so that's what we're talking about. Okay. <coughs> okay. There's a lot. I'm so right? confused. There's I'm a so lot. confused. I know. I'm so confused. I'm so co- yes. I'm so confused. When does when does <laughs> Okay, when does freedom of speech come into play? I, I mean, there's free, there, there's, there is freedom of speech. There is the rights of holders of intellectual property. And then there is the 21st century march towards equity inequality i'm and, i'm so confused right now like I, adam I like I, i'm i'm really like like i feel like that policy is like bastardizing what diversity and equity and inclusion actually stands for could be i do yeah. i feel like i feel like they've weaponized Diversity and inclusion to be mediocre and do nothing. 
I mean, so this is my question. So, okay, so, okay. Listen, listen, y'all, listen. Are we saying that all plays need to be genderless? Is that what we're saying? Because gender is a construct that it doesn't matter what gender any person plays, even if the play is a if is the play rooted in gender. Wait, if Fogado. That's a, that's an interesting question, and that's an artistic question that is not being that even the conversation isn't necessarily being able to have to be had. I mean, I think there are I think there are absolutely plays and stories out there that are gendered that are necessary, that the gender is important for the story. Now, that's not to say that if you were to change the gender that there wouldn't be something gotten from it, but I think there are some stories where gender is the story. Now, do I think that Waiting for Gatto is important that it's men doing this, that women could not um, bring something out of this, or that the the story or non-story of Gatto is dependent on... On that, no. I, maybe I don't think I, so. look. Maybe maybe it's actual Samuel Beckett saying that women couldn't be that stupid. <laughs> maybe he's far more progressive <laughs> than we're giving him credit for. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Only a man could be this dumb. <laughs> now again, again, we should say this is not Samuel Beckett. Samuel Beckett died in 1981. This is the estate. Now we don't know how Samuel, Samuel Beckett felt about this. I can imagine. We can probably imagine it's somewhere near this, but the estate is very, very clear and has shut down many productions. And there's a very famous production of Endgame. I think it was uh, uh, set in a, in a subway with Joanne Acolytus, and it was two, it was two women. They shut it down. They're like, no. You, I mean, this was a very famous New York production. They shut down immediately and said, no, you cannot do this. Well, this, this brings me to the question that I wanted to ask you earlier, which was, what is the purpose of the estate? Why does the estate exist, and why do they have that kind of power? Well, yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. We should be asking as well. And this, I mean, this, there's three, like I said, there's three parts of this conversation, which is why I think it's an interesting conversation to have. And we should say, uh, listeners, Booty and I aren't going to have any answers. We're we're asking. Questions. I don't got any answers. I'm just yeah. like I'm I'm sitting here going, um. Yeah, I mean, it's confusing. I, I'm actually I'm actually filled with way more questions. I have yeah. no answers. Yeah. Because I'm really confused. Uh, yeah, I'm confused. Exactly. I, 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 I'm confused because I don't know wh- how... I, I, I would be really frustrated if I was that, that student. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I would be frustrated. Because it's not like the student was trying to... No, of course It's not, not the student's fault. The student no. actually was doing... He was doing what the law says, that he's got to abide by what the estate of this play is and so then the university and so this is where me this is what frustrates me this is what this is what frustrates me this is where like that uh, uh the uh liberals and american liberals because i'm not talking about the liberals here the liberals here are the conservatives here in australia but the liberals <laughs> being the 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 left-wing uh ideology of certain things and and like the inclusion of certain things like the socialist kind of things that 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 come out of uh, that come out of these kinds of debates and and intentions is how like the right wing just goes see look it's just stupid they get nothing done and it's like look at that you, can, you can't even do you can't even do a play mm. and it's not that's not but that's not the that's not what we should be fighting for I think that's what that's what frustrates me that's like, I, I I don't think that's what we should be fighting for It's, I mean, it's, it's one it's, play of one student's exploration of one playwright. Now, now, now I don't know, because then you get into this thing, thing of like, are all the, uh, is 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 the class saying that only Beckett can't be done? So it's like, is this a class that's all Beckett? You know what I mean? Like saying that like you everyone has to do a Beckett work. You know, it's. I, it just it, it it's so messy. It it drives yes. me crazy. It I mean, is. It's, it's really messy. It's I mean because it's a question of it asks the question: Should we be doing Beckett at all? Does does that mean that Beckett is canceled? That we can't do Beckett? Why does as you asked before? Why does the estate exist? Um, I, I I was I was actually kind of proud that there was a student who actually sought out the rights and got it instead of, instead of just deciding <laughs> right. to bootleg it on their own and do it do it the hell yeah. they, they wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so much that's going on, and then of course. 
the university reacting the way that they did. I mean, it's just a broad. The stroke is so is so broad from all angles. From all angles, you know what I yes. mean? Like it's yeah. it's like it's like saying that like diversity inclusion is a monolithic. It, it's like, but you're not dealing with intersectionality, and that's the thing yeah. that drives me crazy. It's it's if diversity is exclusively um, contingent upon the intersection, the intersection yeah. of, of of which a person is living. No one person's life is the same, you know. And you have to you have to look at those variables if you're really looking about inclusion and diversity, you know. And it, it just becomes this broad thing of like, oh yeah, this diversity and inclusion, you know. Oh, it's a we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to do bad. We don't want to be the bad guy. We don't want any bad press. But like it just it, it, this is what's happening. It's you're getting bad press because it's just bad dramaturgy. It's bad yeah. research. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad consideration. It's not being considered. For what is really happening, it's just going no. Let's just like uh, uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone to say no. We can't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Not on my not on my watch. <laughs> and then in the article, it later talks about how um, knowing that there would only be five uh, male identifying uh, actors in the show, that the director chose every single designer and every back of back of house person to be female identifying because there should be opportunities for everybody. But the fact that then it had to be, but look, I have women is, is always, you know, that, that always has to be the excuse when faced with these, when these kind of things of going like, yeah, there are five act male actors, but I've, I've done my best to, you know, think about this situation. So it's not just about that kind of thing. And it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't, this the show is still canceled. And now, the five male actors and the the ten uh, female uh, designers. None of them are working. None no one's of them working. Are doing anything. There's, no one gets there's the no, pro- no one's doing a project. Exactly. And the discussion, which which this should have led to a big discussion. Why not do this show as it is, and then have a discussion about why? Is and have a discussion exactly. Yeah. Have have a <sighs> have a talk back about what feminism means in in Beckett's work. What what. Um, what stakeholders and right holders, uh, how, how they need to navigate and change this. Invite the Beckett estate to come and defend their decisions about this. And, and have then, the whole company on, on the stage. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're having an all, you know, BIPOC, LGBTQIA+, mostly women, you know, yeah. running the show. Yeah. What, exactly. is the, what, is that, what, what is that conversation we're having? You know, yeah. it's like, but it's like to just erase it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascist. Why aren't we having these discussions? This, 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 what we're doing right now. I mean, again, they may not come up with answers in that talkback, but that, without just saying, okay, Beckett's canceled, this show is canceled, this director is canceled because he decided to do this. It's just a thing of going like, well, great. So actually, we don't move forward as society at all. Uh, we don't learn anything from this at all, and art suffers, and discussion and discourse suffers from it. Well, that's just, that's the other question then is 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 the university system a place for education and higher learning and and really using new ideas and use and you know what I mean like you and I you and I both know the answer to that. I mean, it's a, it, it's a marketplace you know, it's a, is what it is. I, I think I think the whole very the, I think the nature of 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 academic spaces needs needs to include discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Real learning happens when you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, our students are uncomfortable all the time. They're getting feedback constantly from us. It's discomfort. But yeah. it's not because it's not because we're trying to make them, you know, uh, 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 feel bad or lesser than because there's something else they can learn. It's provocation. But because of the very yeah. nature of, of really caring about what you're doing. You put your heart and your soul into something, which they always do. I'm just talking about the good students. I'm not talking about the ones that are that are there just to you know just just because they're just there. Yeah. I'm talking about the ones that really show up and want and want to get an education. Yeah, they put a lot of energy and time in their work, and yeah. when they get feedback from us, it's vulnerable. Yeah, but that's part of learning. That's really the that's the that's the key, you know, and it's like. I'm just, I'm just, uh, did we get a, I, we have a message here from, I think we have a message here from Jack. What yeah. does Jack say? Yeah. Jack, Jack's, Jack say? Jack's coming in and says, why can't a female or non-gender identifying individual audition for the role to play a male character? Is that bad? Um, I don't think that's bad at all. No, it's not, it's not bad at all. But according to this estate, this particular estate, yes, it is. 
Um, well, I mean, the, the, according, according to this estate, that they can't be cast. They, they won't be cast, be cast anyway. They so can audition, the problem, but they won't be the cast. The challenge exactly. is that if they're auditioning, then it's not fair to have them audition if they're not even going to be considered. That's even yeah. worse. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so I mean, the, that's, so the that's director. The old, that's, the, that's what happened in the old days. Well, yeah, just let them audition. Exactly. We're not going to cast so them. So the director made the you choice know? to say, please don't even audition. You won't be cast because the estate rules state that... Uh, non it has to be men actors so can, can if you show. if you do it any other way we're going to shut it down yeah yeah i mean that's but, it, but it's not so, that's, that's not the way with every single estate yeah okay so then this okay this this so this is the question <clears throat> do we cuz i'm just i'm just i'm 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 trying to figure things out and trying to figure out how we can how we can can deal with the estate holders mm-hmm. do yeah. we do a, a worldwide campaign to not do Beckett plays until the estate loosens their reins or loses their power in, what is it, 2052, 2059? 2052 is when the rights come up, yeah. Right? Yeah. So do we as a global society say Beckett estate... Loosen your reins. Are we all agreed that we're not going to do your plays? That is something that could be done. I mean, here's the thing. As, as anti-capitalist as we all kind of talk about, that right there that you're describing is capitalism working toward the goal. Because ultimately, they're going to... I thought that's democracy. I thought that's revolt. That's revolution. Sure, but... Uh, what are we going to storm the castle, the Beckett castle? There is no Beckett yes. castle. There is Do no Beckett castle. Do you hear the people sing, <laughs> singing the song of angry men and women and non-binary people and non-binary <laughs> identifying people I don't and like trans this musical. and Q I just, and asexual I don't like this musical and bisexual anymore. and this, intersexual. <laughs> see, 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 exactly. We can't... We can't LGBTQIA++. <laughs> BIPOC coming with us. Do you hear of people saying that we will come and stand together? So there, <laughs> there is no the barricade of the Beckett. There is, there is no Samuel Beckett Castle. There is, however, <laughs> there is, however, the corporation that makes money off of Samuel Beckett's name and works. And if they are no longer making money, then they are no longer existing as a corporation. That's what we, we could unionize. Let's unionize against the, the, the Beckett Corporation. Let's let's unionize. Fair's fair. Right. There's already unions out there. That's not gonna happen either. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying in this case, <laughs> in this case, a corporation hey. only makes changes when they okay, lose money. Okay, actors equity. I mean, SAG. Well, I mean, yeah. somebody, somebody protest. Yeah. Boycott. But then you but but then you have you have the writers union as well. Mm, the writers union could boycott. But that's but I mean but yes, absolutely. We could as a, as a as a community say why is but That's why not is capitalism. This? Coming together as a community is not capitalism. That's socialism. not buying buying not buying the the rights to the script is capitalism though. Not doing then, the work is socialism. And are we doing the work for free? We're not doing it at all. Right, exactly. And they're losing money. I, we're not, I bet, we're, I bet we they're going to be... We are not buying mo- it. We, are not buy- we ain't buying it. Do yeah. you hear that, Beckett Estate? We ain't buying your shit until you make some changes. Capitalism and democracy coming together for once. I'm Galtney's gonna come in, but Galtney's gonna. I'm, I'm, you are lucky Galtney's not listening right now. We'd have another uh, buzz, we'd have another buzz on the phone. Let's let's have it, let's have the conversation. We've seen, we've seen over the last, I don't know, 10 years, companies they they're not companies aren't democratic, companies are not making changes because no. they've gotten woke, they're making changes because they've lost money and they realize it's better to sell shoes if we get behind Colin Kaepernick than if we. Then if we just go, oh, this is going to be better uh, d- democratically because we want the arc of justice to bend toward justice. No, but then they where does it they'd flip? Make more money. But then where does it flip? When is when does boycotting Beckett become the Florida agenda? 
well, that's uh, get any because there are going to be some very conservative Beckett scholars out there that are going to argue against that. Some very conservative people. Adam Marple, what do I mean by the Florida do? agenda for those people who don't know what Florida is? <laughs> they don't know what if Florida they, is. If they're, if they're lucky, <laughs> Florida is this penis-shaped state on the tail end between the chode of Alabama and North Carolina. Um, and it's just a cesspool of humanity. I'm, I'm sorry, human, I'm sorry. In humanity. In humanity. Um, where the, the former president of the United States now has his winter White House, as he calls it. Um, it is a very, very, very conservative state that is battling any kind of progressive anything right now. Um, currently, as we speak this week, uh, the, this, the governor of Florida banned AP African American history advanced placement pre-college high school classes in African American history because he yeah. says it, it had a woke agenda. The woke agenda that he uh, um, rebelled against was any mention of Black Lives Matter or how queer uh, studies intersects with the African American experience as well. He said, "Take those out, or you not you're not allowed to teach this in our high schools." He's been he's banned books. Um, he has uh, taken over our mo- the most liberal colleges. Yes, he's, he's put uh, very, very conservative um, thinkers on the boards of this very, very liberal private university uh, to change the thoughts. Um, so they're, I mean, they're not private, it's public. That's why he was able to change it. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, there, there are very, there, there, there's a very new college, conservative. New college. Yeah, there's a very conservative agenda that is happening in, in Florida. Um, and see, this mostly goes, political, then, mostly just political. But this is this goes right along what I was talking about before when we first started this conversation around like, like the the, because like if you use something as a banner, critical race theory, which is really fabulous, by the way, critical race theory is fucking amazing. But it's also very specific. Kimberly Crenshaw. The woman who and and just created intersectionality, the the lawyer, the educator that said we have to look at the inter that the intersection of what intersectionality. By the way, that document that uh, um, Kimberly uh, um, um, Crenshaw wrote, why is it not on or in the library of the University of Melbourne? It's not in the fucking library. I looked for it. I had to go. I had to go elsewhere to get the to get the document. That speaks volumes to what we're talking about, about institutions, and their and, and their commitment to diversity and inclusion, and the lack of understanding, literally understanding intersectionality, the actual document not being in the coffers of the estate. And then because of the brand, meaning the institution, they say, we've done the work. And this does not work for us. So just cancel it. Cancel AP African American History Studies. Cancel... Anything that sounds woke, cancel queer theory, cancel <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. critical race theory, cancel it. Can- but it's actually, it's not. If you actually read what it is, you would. Not, if you not, are a, a sane you, individual, you'd be you like, have to stop Fuck, right there. This is so clear. You have to stop know, right I'm, there. I'm, you just, reading, you just I said. I know. You just said they have to read. Yeah, I know. And that's where the conversation ends. I know it's a it's a very delicate situation. Yeah, I know. But this goes both ways. This goes both ways. We're oh, asking 100%. we're asking conservatives to read critical race theory and actually understand it before you ban it. And we also, as liberals and progressives, we also need to be understanding and looking at their thought. There's conservative thought out there that is not fascism, but there's also conservative thought because we're living on the same planet with them. We need to, we need to know both of those things. Okay, give me an if example. Only to make my, give me an example. Only, give me give me an example of what we haven't read that you've read that that they are trying to uphold. We're not going we're not going to include QAnon. No, no, no. Of course not. I'm not talking about crazy things. I'm just talking about cons- any conservative thought. Give me an example. One thing, one thing, Adam. There's very, there's a lot of, okay, immigration policy. What is an, what is a conservative immigration policy that is not insane about putting people on an island 
uh, off the coast of Australia. What 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 is Tell what me, is what it? is it? What is one? What is one? Well, okay, there's a wall. That's I, I don't I don't have to agree with any of these things, but a wall, a border policy, um what what is the what is the refugee status policy? Uh, are we only accepting uh, certain highly skilled workers? What does highly skilled mean? There there are conservative thinkers out there that I do not have to agree with, but it's only going to make my argument sharper if I understand what they're saying instead of just blanket saying, well, those fascists over there who believe in QAnon clearly don't believe in they don't have humanity at all. Yeah, but when you investigate, you dig a little bit deeper in investigating. For example, the wall. The biggest problem with the wall. The major problem with the wall is that it's killing wildlife. Sure. Well, of course, there's going to... Yes, I'm... Hey, I am not at all, having just moved here from Mexico, I am not at all talking about there, a wall I is necessary or I'm important. Not, I'm just saying that, like, it's like, okay... And, and but, I, but okay, you... And I'm going to... If I bring a, if I bring a critical race theory co- concern of colorblindness, for one, mm-hmm. colorblindness as being a proponent of white supremacy being able to actually not have to investigate diversity. And if you read a little bit about it in race and, and, and critical race theory, it actually makes sense. I mean, to even say colorblindness is, is, is a misnomer. It's, it's to say that like you have to see, so if anyone that is a certain color, they are a certain way. And if you don't see color, you can't be a racist. So that means that if you're blind, you can't be a racist. But there are a lot of blind motherfuckers out there that are racist as fuck. So that theory is just moot. Yes, but but can you? But we can agree that for the longest time, colorblind before maybe about ten years ago, colorblindness was a goal that industries worked toward. Whether it, whether it was right or wrong, it was it was something that we thought colorblindness. Colorblind casting. We use this. We use this until very, very recently in the theater. We thought that was a goal, and so now, in the last five to ten years, we realize that doesn't work. But unfortunately, for you know, thirty, forty years, having been drummed in the colorblind is the way to go. Now we're being told that thing that you've been drummed into and learned for so long, it's no longer that. Now I want you to absolutely see a color, and that gels. That doesn't gel with what I was taught and how I was brought up. Is how I was brought up was to be colorblind, to not see color. Now, I can read critical race theory and I can realize, okay, absolutely, that doesn't make sense. But there's also a part of me that for 30-something years was how I understood the world to be equitable, how I understood the world to be fair. Did you not really see color? Did you not really see color? No, I tried to not let color affect my decision-making. I tried not to let color affect my choices of of friendships or um, uh, how other people... I thought so. D- did thought it work? So. Does any of your it best work? friend is black? Is he? Oh you my love god! Black I had no, people. I had no idea. You love black people. You are not colorblind. I love people. <laughs> I love. I, I didn't. I didn't choose to, for you to be my friend because I got. Oh, there's a black guy here. Finally, I can tick off that box. <laughs> what music? Did you, what music did you listen to? What music? Philip did you Glass. To? Philip Glass. <laughs> white <laughs> maybe i don't know I, I don't see color <laughs> yeah I, I don't you don't hear notes either <laughs> exactly i don't hear notes i don't hear notes i don't see color i don't hear i don't hear notes i'm tone deaf mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's 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 serious man it's serious yeah, it it's is. hard it's hard to like be in these kind of situations because it's like okay well now everyone's afraid to try to do anything yeah yeah and that and then nothing I mean, gets done what if you wanted to do something to actually make a statement i think and, and that's exactly what i was i mean he probably wasn't there's no there's no there's no you know indication that there was going to be a talk back around around gender and and uh and feminism or anything else like that with this production but if it had it, if it had started from that point, I'm doing this play because one, we can all agree it's a really good play, important play. But I'm going to use this play as a centralizing point to talk about something larger, which is my audience making theory that I have been putting out there in the world for so long. If it was used as a tool for a larger conversation, 
then I would hope that we would not be having this conversation. We'd be having a conversation about, wow, look at what this can do. But we know we won't know because it got shut down. <coughs> it was going to get shut down by question. the state, and it was shut down by the university instead. And then that goes back to my very first question is, so when do we deal with freedom of speech here? Yeah. Do they have freedom of speech in the Netherlands? Of course. <laughs> it's the Netherlands. See? I'm pretty sure they do. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, do they have freedom of speech? I but, mean. But every every university is supposed to be a, a bastion of learning and freedom of speech. But. See, once again, now my brain hurts again because it's just, I don't, I don't understand. I, it's just a, such a, it's such a small, small action for something that's so fucking big. Yeah. It just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a disregard. It's a disregard of how important the issue is. When decisions are being made out of fear. I mean, they yeah. were just silenced. Yeah. Just shut down, silenced. So, yeah. so my question then, okay. When is shutting down... And silencing, okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I know gender, gender and race are two very separate things. But if in a case with, say, like Hamilton, there have been productions of Hamilton that have been all or mostly white. In that case, race is very important to this musical, very important to the production of this musical. So if you choose not... <clears throat> to follow that because race is important to this, then you are breaking, you're breaching the contract that you had signed and then those productions should be shut down. It should be shut down. We should, we should not be allowing you know, some high school in Iowa with a bunch of little white kids getting up there and rapping Hamilton and thinking that that's what the experience is or doing In the Heights or doing, you know, insert any other BIPOC uh, uh, created work out there. Because it is important that that identity, that intersectionality, that gender or that race or that whatever is important to the story. But see, then I get so then I get into this. So I I have this conundrum again. I get into this place where my intersection is so heavily rooted in heterosexual, not heterosexual, but masculine, the masculine side of life, of uh, mm -hmm. a, a cis understanding of 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 being a male and when i realized how much this world is against women remember that when i caught myself yeah. and it was like mm, and i was like and i'm sitting in the room with my mother and my 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 dear friends sarah claire and i'm going fuck i'm so sorry that i didn't notice that like this whole fucking system has been up against you you're up against this so honestly when you put it that way it's like no, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do Beckett. You can't do it here. Do it somewhere else. So you you have to lead the boycott then. The worldwide boycott of Beckett. <sighs> and you can't stop with Beckett because Albie is going to be just as litigious. So you can't do yeah. Albie anyway. And I'm sure there are others. You know what I mean. Well. I guess there's no time like the present. <laughs> okay, the, the, so so let me ask so let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. Okay, 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 okay. What about the freedom of speech for the playwright? He's dead. He is dead. Yes, absolutely. And he'll always be dead. And we'll never we'll never have his conversation. We'll never has have his thoughts about this to see if he would have changed or he wouldn't have changed. But there are playwrights that currently exist. And there are states that also currently exist as well. I think, I think, I, well, look, freedom of, I think the freedom of speech, I think freedom of speech should be allowed. You know what I mean? I think, I, I sure. think, I think, I think they're allowed to say, I don't want to have this person in my play. I don't want this, this narrative to be done in, in, in this way. It's just that you got to find a place that's going to, that's willing to do it. 
In a professional environment, you can do it. In a professional environment, you can't do it. It used to be in the old days where, like, at school, like, that's where things should be free to explore. But in a professional environment, that means people's bread and butter are being affected by this as well. And people's stories are being affected by this as well. well. You know, is it a, you know, how how do you do it as a a class studio project as opposed to performing it for, you know, for the public? It's like, there's all these different variables that you can, you can, you can actually grapple with that at the university, you know, that you can't do in a public, in the public sphere, you know, so university anymore. But apparently you can't do it at that university anymore. Yeah. You know? But you could do it at New University in Florida. <laughs> but you could definitely do it at New, new College. New College. New College. New college. Yeah, you could yeah. do it at New College. So basically, you now have to, you are now have to figure out what university has your political agenda. Right. Ew. I know, right? I know. I know. This has been a Pandora's box. Exactly. Like, nothing's been solved. Exactly. We've just, we we've just got spoken... deeper and and it's gotten crazier and crazier. I don't know. It feels like American credit. You just never get out of debt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a payday loan on this uh, production of Waiting for Ghetto. Uh, I think we need to go bankrupt and start over again. I guess. And can I, can I, can I read Beckett without having that in mind can i enjoy beckett can i enjoy uh end game for what it is or do i have to have the i don't want to say baggage but do i have to have the history and the present controversy involved with it as well well i mean that's that's an that's an interesting paper that i would definitely read i would read i would read the how someone's intersection uh reviews the works of Beckett from from the the actual different individual pieces itself. That's interesting to me. I think it's time for provocations because <laughs> we have so I many got, provocations. We, we got we we need to, we need to take a break and come back with some provocations. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. Cause you got me clutching my pearls, honey. You got me clutching my pearls. I know, Karen. I know. <laughs> um, don't you ever call me Karen? I'm, I'm I'm turning I'm turning into a Karen. Don't you call me that. I'm calling the manager. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary conforming individuals, you are listening to the stereo sounds of JDB, Jack David Burmester. Thank you for it's cooling. like that, huh, Jack? Thank you for cooling things down, Jack. Thank you. Cool it down. Ooh, watch out, watch out, watch out. You're gonna lose control. Cool it now. Slow it down, 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 down. And fall in love again. Oh, this this is for Jack for him to understand that I'm blessed with the voice. Mm. Um, so we're at provocations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam Marple. Yep. Yep. Do you have a provocation? Yeah, dear listeners, answer the question for us. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out Someone for us. Someone write in and help us out. Well, we've yeah. got we've got two really great pundits on in our family. We've got uh, Kurt Blimp Pimblet. Kurt could send us something. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Or Matthias. What's Matthias' last name? Ting. Ah, Ting. We got Matthias Ting. I'd love to hear, from a, drama- I'd love to hear from a dramaturg as well. Yeah, dramaturg. About the value of, of the work. 
We've got we've got uh, uh, Taylor Barfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stephen Galtney, I'm sure will send us something. Oh, I'm expecting. I'm expecting. It's been a long time since he sent us a uh, um, uh, rebut. I'm ex- I'm expecting a fiery response of a voice note coming back. Yeah, to this. he's burning right now. His of face is turned red right now. Yeah, it's beat red right is. now. So we're expecting St- Stephen Galtney to to answer our question. Yeah. Um, so. And I think that's a really great provocation because I don't have an answer either. So yeah. how will we know if they try to answer the question? Well, we'll know because we'll, our inbox will be flooded at speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. Mm. Again, speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. Theater with an R-E, theater of others, all one word. You can leave a 90-second voice message on there. And if you're super fiery, you can leave us many, many 90-second voice messages um, mm-hmm. Of course, if you want to be far more expansive and articulate uh, in written form, you can send an email to <laughs> podcast at theaterofothers.com. Yes. Yes. Uh, we'll read it on air. Uh, there's Please. also uh, shorter ways of getting in touch with us, which are Instagram, Facebook, and our website. Mm-hmm. Many, many ways to get in touch with us because we are expecting we are expecting some response back to this because I want a know. flood. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. have the answers. We, we were and, spinning and, around. And it's not even to say that you're going to have the answers, but it's the more people in this conversation, it's only going to expand and sharpen uh, our ideas about this. So we welcome it. We welcome it. We welcome it. Hundred um, percent. And, and uh, you know these these hot blooded conversations, these uh, controversial issues, they're only going to know about them if they do what, Booty? Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You gotta subscribe, 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 subscribe. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> How you gonna know what's going on if you don't subscribe? We come to your inbox every single week. Rain, sleet, snow, earthquake, volcano, monsoon, haze, <laughs> pollen. It's just it's a little dusty pollen. outside. It's just a little pollen. dusty outside today. Pollen, pollen, okay. And pollen, we got pollen problems in um, Melbourne anyway. We have, do you know we have a tree that releases pollen all year round? So if you have hay fever, you have hay fever all year round. You're on antihistamines all year round. Sounds like hell. And we could come to your inbox just like that. All year round. Every day, every once a week. Every once a week. Every once a week. Can I speak English? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but you know what you should also do? should do what my Uber driver does. And that is, you give me five stars, I give you five stars. Five star, five star, five star, five star. <laughs> and if you really like us, give us a comment. That really does push us up ahead of the queue, y'all. We're like in the top 10 podcasts of the world, y'all. Not... <laughs> Not the top ten podcasts of the we're world. We're not in the top ten, and we're in the top ten percent of podcasts. There's a, there's a big difference. Oh, I forgot the percent. <laughs> I forgot the percent. We like the top ten percent. Yeah, of yeah, the exactly. world. There's top there's 10%. Joe there's Joe Rogan. There's Oprah. There's the theater of others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oprah's in the top ten. She is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where is she? I thought we were going to get her on the podcast. I, I'm waiting for you. Obviously, you would know her better than I would because, you know. Why? Because I'm black? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is. Okay, well, I'll, I will I will go through my black network because, you know, that's what happens with Akshay. It's like if, there, if, there's, somebody, if there's someone Indian involved in anything, Mm-hmm. There's the Indian network. All he has to do is call his mama, and his mama knows somebody's mama who knows somebody's mama who knows somebody's mama who knows somebody's mama that knows that child. Yeah. So I, I'll do the same. I'll call my mama, and she'll call her friends, and she'll call her friends, mm-hmm. and so on, and so on, and so on. <laughs> but in the meantime, Adam, it's so good to see you. It's great to see you. I feel like we haven't seen each other in a while. It has been a while. Would you stop like not seeing me once a week? Hey, I'm here. Hey, baby, you are. You're here, and I'm queer. Get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And y'all, we'll be back next week in your inbox. Bye!
Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.